Welcome, my friends, to Scry Me River, the gaming advice gaming podcast. Gaming advice podcast. And that's it. Uh, I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. And the problems, Dennis, the aperture of these problems has expanded. It's widened. We have it's a girthier widened. aperture than we used to. We can fit girthy problems in this podcast Problems now. Of, all, of all shapes and sizes. No, not all shapes and sizes. No sports. No sports. <laughs> we haven't had any sports to meet. Well, okay. There's always the person, Dennis, who's like, hmm, they said not to do the thing. I'll, I'll do, do the, thing. the thing. What a jape. What a jape and a jest, to be sure. But no, look, unless it's very funny, we won't be doing sports questions. But we are, as of course we got across last week, we are now open to question queries and quandaries of from the gaming sphere. Mm. Games of all types. The broader Board games, gaming card sphere. games. Uh, the if greater you, gaming area. If your game has a button to press or a dice to roll or something or a, to Jenga, we are A interested. card to play. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. If, if there is a Jenga... We haven't had a Jenga advice question. I saw a comparison earlier with that... Um, that people always talk about how Monopoly is meant to, is meant to illustrate how like fallacious yeah. uh, capitalism is. Yeah. And they're like, it's a bad example. Jenga is a much more accurate representation of... Of capitalism. All right. Okay. Every- I want to hear. I want to hear this. Why? Everybody takes turns trying to get away with as much as they possibly can, destabilizing the entire system, until the last person knocks it over and takes one hundred percent of the blame. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's pretty good. Late stage capitalism, dude. Late stage Jenga. capitalism. Early stage Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> early stage Jenga. Well, if you've got Jenga advice questions, if you've got, que- we have gotten, we've had a fair bit of politics as well since we've made the shift. Is this what it's going to be? When we're an advice podcast, we talked about games. Now we're a gaming podcast. Now we're getting into politics. Politics. Yeah. yeah 100 yeah. episodes of me, we're a politics podcast, and we'll start talking about, you know, fly fishing or hot air ballooning. Anyway, um, it's good to have you along. Thanks for tuning in. And of course, thank you to everyone who has been submitting questions. Uh, bit.ly slash join on this Discord if you'd like to join the discussion. Of course, there's a submissions channel. You can send in your questions, queries, and quandaries about gamings of, gaming of all types, as long as it's not sport, sport related. Um, or Twitter, I guess. But the Discord is generally the best. That's where Dennis mm-hmm. and I do. It's do easier the most, to find them there for sure. Do the most trawling of those questions. But as co- uh, nothing's changed, Dennis, when it comes to paying that blasted piper, um, we're still working through those name submissions. I think next week we will... Let's deal with them properly next week, Dennis. Because yes. there are some crackers, but I feel like the best is yet to come. I agree. And that is also the name of the song that plays the intro to Metal Gear Solid 1. The best is yet to come? The one that goes... Oh, the Irish one's like... Oh, yeah. That's called The Best is Yet to Come. Took us three minutes. We're already on Metal Gear Solid chat. Channel yeah, baby, you've given your, me carte blanche now. <laughs> it's your place to go to buy magic cards, flesh and blood cards, Pokemon cards, and uh, and and related accessories for these things. What, what's cooking at CFB? What's, going what's on? cooking right is we are coming up on the marketplace. We are. It's, uh, it's approaching very quickly. So I'm going to have to, a very busy September. What's happening to like CFB's inventory? Are you just becoming a shop in the marketplace as well? No, no. Channel Fireball. I think we're. Still, I think we might still be selling. Let me check. Let me let me find the official wording from the Channel yeah. Fireball Marketplace FAQ before. Because you've still I, got like tens of thousands of cards in the warehouse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So what happens to them? I think the plan is uh, like a Scrooge McDuck type last hurrah. Right. Dive into them and then just set the whole thing ablaze. Is that my seems bad economically <laughs> speaking? But it wouldn't be the first poor economic decision that Channel Five will have made over the years. Uh, All right, Dennis is just frantically searching through something here. I'll, in the meantime, I'll remind you, of course, Channel Five was your place to go, of course, for the very best in um, strategy articles and guides as well. With CFB Pro, uh, some of the best in the biz can give you their exclusive insight into uh, what's going on. 
with Channel uh, Fireball with will continue to sell cards on the marketplace. We'll be rebranding the, the name. Mm. And they'll always be at at market price or above. I don't think we're actually going to be selling magic car, magic singles, but I'm not certain. I, I guess the concern there is that you'll do the Jeffrey Bezos and, and, and like, undercut everybody and undercut everyone. That is not the plan. <laughs> which would just be. I mean, I, I've worked for Channel Five for a long time, and obviously they pay me money every month, so of course I'm going to say nice things about them. But I have found working for Channel Fireball to be a very. I mean, look, still a company, still a business. Um, you know, still in the still here to make money, but mm. it's a company that I I have found to do so as ethically as possible, almost all of the time. And in this early Jenga world we live in, in this in this early stage Jenga world, Channel Fireball are taking them from the as close to the top as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, all all capitalism exploit is exploitation. Rise up, comrades! Seize the means of production. Solidarity forever. All the rest of it. But as as far as you know, capitalist hellholes go. CFB, not my my mother too bad. in the politics side of things. My mother is I mentioned this before. Both my parents, my mother especially, rusted on socialist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Member of the Communist Party, grew and has the rare experience of growing up in a socialist republic nation. Yes, and loved it. Yep. I don't mm-hmm. believe my my parents were part of the like they certainly actually weren't. They were not in the inner party system, inner elite. No, not at all. My parents were not well off at all, but. My mom does always talk about when you graduated from college, which was free, you got an apartment. Mm. You got to, you got to sign like options to do to do your jobs and stuff like that. You still have plenty of choice. I'm that chose to be an engineer instead of my mother. And like, but her primary school had its own dentist and she like in house dentist. And she's like, well, they don't have that here. Now do they dentist? And I was like, you know what, mom, they don't. Oppression. And I was like, I was like, how many times, Journey. how many times did you vote in the time you lived there? And she was like, never. And I was like, see, some people would consider that a problem. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's just tyranny and oppression, isn't it? That's that's the that's the liberal agenda, Dennis. Forcing, forcing good dental hygiene on children. Mm, mm, it's mm. my choice if I want my teeth to rot out of my head. I think Yugoslavia might be the only functional example, and even then, it was all it all lay on Tito's shoulders, and he went away. Yeah, and, all and then apart. when Tito when Tito sort of uh, shuffled off the mortal coil, things went uh, a little bit scratty route pretty quick. Hey, mm-hmm. anyway. Welcome to our Balkan History Podcast, everyone. Ooh, um, I mean, you're qualified there, surely. Is there, a, is there, is there a Yugoslav Empire episode of Half Us History? I assume not. No, there's not. A little no, too no. recent? It's Yeah, my, my cutoff point is 1989. That's got to move at, up, though. At the moment. But it's got to move up as time goes on. But like Fall of the Berlin Wall, coincidentally also the year that I was born, um, that's sort of like where we're like, okay, anything more recent than that. If but you chuck like on some, six more years, you can do Yugoslavia. In some episodes, I do stuff that's more like, that has... You know, like I did the history of of, of uh, clocks, for example. Mm-hmm. So you talk about latest. I've talked about latest developments of like you know nuclear clocks, uranium, like cesium, cesium. Mm-hmm. I think uranium. I can't even remember. Look at that. I need to go back and listen to my old episode. Or most recently, the the history of the bicycle. Very interesting machine. The bicycle. Very very interesting machine. We went to a museum about it in Edinburgh, and you know, how was it? Boring. <laughs> All right, mate. Settle down. You're supposed to say very interesting, and you can learn more halfhousehistory.net. Anyway, Dennis, we've got a bunch of questions. We've got some magic questions. We've got some gaming questions. We've got we all do. sorts of stuff today. But I'm excited to start with our first question, which comes in from Choingler and is addressed to you, Dennis. Mm. Choingler, Shark Tales, parentheses, Dennis, please translate for Riley. Back in my youth, I enjoyed the finer things in life, like playing stun in Yu-Gi-Oh. Totally right. lost. Don't know what stun is. I played... I Bro, I played playground level Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Okay, all right. So stunned, I'm presuming, is like maybe a deck archetype or something? Uh, Fossil Diner Palicephalo, Pachycephalo, man, Yu-Gi-Oh cards are wild. 
um, was the hot new tech, but as it was secret rare, it was rather expensive. Do you have I've, you heard of have you heard of fossil dino pacacephalo? I have not. Okay, all right. So this so Choingler's on another level here from Dennis. Well, hang on. When did this car come out? Hang on. Dennis, Dennis is a Dennis fossil dino pacacephalo. It's just a big old. This doesn't even look good. When did this come out? This was released in God. The text on right. I'm gonna. Do you want to read the text? Do you want to hear the text of this card? All right. Let's have a look at this card. It is a four-star rock effect monster. Okay. Yeah, I like them. Twelve hundred attack, thirteen hundred defense. Okay. If this card is flipped face up, destroy all special summoned monsters on the field. Neither player can special summon monsters. So it destroy like it's a. So let's try to put this in magic terms. It's a. It's a wrath of God that prevents you from casting more creatures afterwards. No, special summons are things that are not cast, quote unquote, fairly. Oh, so anything that's cheated into play. Yes, but the the backbone of Yu-Gi-Oh! is cheating things into yes, play. Yes, yes, okay. It is All very right. unusual that you normal summon a monster in Yu-Gi-Oh! So this came out in 1996, this card. Did it? Yeah, well, that's what it says in the bottom. No, it's just the copyright for the game. Oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. What, right. when is this, when, what set is this in? Doesn't matter. Let's keep no, going. No, I need to... Hang on a second. Status is unlimited. Cards... What set is this in? TCG sets English. Bingo. 2008. Well after my time. Okay. Anyway, that was the new hot tech. But as it was secret rare, it was rather expensive. I followed OCG releases quite closely at the time to try and predict its reprints in TCG ahead of others at our local game store. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that scans, right? Ooh. All right. I learned that Fossil Dino Pachycephala was going to be reprinted, so I went around and informed people at the shop that they, so that they didn't trade for them at high value. It's like a first edition and unlimited card in Flesh and Blood or something like that. It's like a like a Robin Hood going around and being like, make sure you don't get ripped off by the Fossil Dino Pachycephala. Did I ever tell you about that cool Robin Hood comic I found? <laughs> oh, no. Tell me about the cool Robin Hood comic you found. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, I went and I told him this I wouldn't, you basically wouldn't trade for it at high value. My friend wanting the blinged out version, the original one, uh, traded for the cards at a now reduced price. I later learned that I had been misinformed and my fake news cost a lot of people money that day. Check your facts, kids. This is a, this is a shark. This is a, 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 a real swindle. This is a, a shark confession. This is a my dad works at Microsoft play. <laughs> My friend wanted the blinged out version, traded the new cards at now reduced price. Because everyone was like, okay, it's going to be reprinted. This card's 50 bucks. It's about to be reprinted. All right, fine. I'll give it to you for 35. And then the friend swoops in, gets them on the cheap, and all of a sudden it turns it out never, the Choingless spread never fake comes. News. Dennis, I don't believe this for a second. You don't believe it happened? Or you, you don't believe it was Choing- an accent? No, no, no. Choingler's trying to cover their tracks here. Do you know, what ha- do you know what's happening here? This is two of... So Choingler, right, in 10 years, is running for president of the moon, right? Okay. Uh, Background checks, very thorough, all the way back. All of a sudden, it emerges that Choingler was involved in shady Fraudulent business Fraudulent insider trading. Fraudulent insider trading with fossil dinopacacephalo. Choingler is then going to be like, ah, no, no, no. You listened to episode 95 of Smart, where I clearly, I come clean as someone who was accidentally, I accidentally, my yeah, uncle yeah, worked yeah. at Nintendo at everyone. I didn't mean to do it. This is planting a seed, Dennis, a for a tree under the- under the shade of which Choingler will sit in 20 on the years. <laughs> on the moon, right? And you can't grow trees on the moon. Everyone knows that. So, Choingler, I'm not falling for this for a second. You knew what you do. You knew what you were doing. How much How much did they pay you? How far does this go? How, how deep does the moon well go? How, does, how deep down does the moon well go? All no. the way to those fossils. All the way to the, the... That's where they come from, the fossil dinopacacephalos dug out of the moon the moon rock. Righty, have we talked about stupid Yu-Gi-Oh card names before? I think we have. We have. We've done that to death. We've done pur- purply we've, thorny interdimensional... Yeah. Yes, we've, we, we've done them. But this is, this is a very bad look. 
It's cool. I think it's a baller move. No, it's not. Going around and like telling everyone, oh, this is going to happen. Like this is going to be reprinted. And then your friend happens to buy these newly devalued cards and make a killing. Some Wolf of Wall Street shit. When when Choingler says check your facts, kids, to whom, like, is, is he saying he needs to check his facts or is he saying Kid careful? Choingler. Is, 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 is Choingler needing to check his facts or is he saying, hey, you're chum in my my shark infested waters. You check your facts. Otherwise, I'm coming for your fossil dinopack of several <sighs> At a reduced price. I'm going to be very careful of Choingler now. I'm going to be very, I'm very, mm, very wary of Choingler now. And the next time I get a piece of advice from, from Choingler, listen to me, Choingler. You may, you still have my vote for President of the Moon because obviously you've got great toast in podcast. But let me tell you, you're on thin, well, not ice because there's no ice on the moon. Thin moon dust, that doesn't really work. There's a wizard on the moon, I hear. Okay, let's talk about this. Why is, what is the wizard on the moon? It's a line from Destiny. No, the moon's haunted. Oh yeah, the moon's haunted. You're right. Moon, moon's haunted is the moon's destiny haunted. bit. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, we'll get to we'll get to destiny a little bit. I've been enjoying playing destiny. Anyway, <sighs> be this wary of of be wary of Choingler's bearing news about fossil dino pachycephalus, as the saying goes. We yeah, should find a way to right up there now in outages. It's Trojan horse, Choingler dino. Those are the yeah. two. There's the, the two those animals. Those the, the two, two animals of deceit. Yeah, exactly right. This next question, Riley. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Comes in from Tim Husey Hughes, a friend of mine from back in Australia, who says, thoughts on Dark Souls type games having an easy or a story mode? So thoughts on Dark Souls type games, if the designer does not want, wants the game to be hard, that is up to them. Mm-hmm. It has some implications for accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and that might make the game difficult for people with you know, certain disabilities or, or different able individuals to play the game, mm-hmm. which is not great. Um, so I don't think it's unreasonable for story modes and things to exist, but mm-hmm. I like it when games are hard. I will often try to play a game on hard the first time I play it. In my view, especially horror games, there is no reason not to have an easy mode for games. That's not true. Why? More options is not always better. I I think in this case it is very clear cut. I you don't you don't have to put an easy mode or a story mode in your game, but I utterly reject anyone's claim that it makes a game better not to have them it is fine people as you say the developer the developers have a right to make games hard to make games whatever right they can do that it's fine i don't agree with people who say it's a better game because of it that's just not true it doesn't make it better so it's fine to make niche games but having a niche game doesn't make it a better game more options is not always better okay there are people who would select an easy difficulty if it were presented to them yes. who could have had a more enjoyable experience with more struggle at the normal let, difficulty. Let them decide. Don't make that choice for them, Dennis. They, that's not an informed decision. They haven't played the game yet. But that's not... But, but like, let them come to that realization. It's not... It's not. We don't need to handhold people into playing games that are hard. If people want to play hard games and they come to a difficulty menu, they can decide which difficulty they want to play. It's not up. It's not up to us to say no. No, you'll have more fun doing this. Let them find that out for themselves. There are studies about this, dude. There's and there are mostly studies who uh, focused around people getting people to spend more money. But there's a study. I think it's in. I think it's in Blink. It's either in Blink or in Outliers. It's some Gladwell book. Okay. It talks about selling jam. There's jam yeah. in Blink, but it could be you know, and about how they they've done studies where they set up you know end end of aisle displays and convenience in, in shopping. In sure. What's the word I'm looking for? Supermarkets. Supermarkets? Yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. And then, so, and they'll have like, you can come taste these jams and buy some jams and stuff, right? And they tested it with having 10 varieties of jam on sale. Okay. And they tested it with having 
three or four varieties of jam on sale. Mm. And people buy, on average, more jars of jam with fewer options than they would with more options. Okay, that, that scans and makes sense. This is, not a, this is a false equivalence. You're saying it's not, it's, not, it's, mo- not a, it's not a perfect equivalence. You're saying that more options isn't always better. And I agree with that statement broadly. It's not always better, but it's sometimes better. Mm-hmm. And it's better in this case. I just don't agree with people when they say there's there's like I don't think it's better for every game. You could say it's better in- I don't think it's better for all games. Why? Why would you not want your game to be like played Hades, by as many people Hades, as possible? Hades for example. Hades is does Hades have an easy mode? Hades has a, I think it's called God mode, which is basically just story mode. It's very oh, difficult it does, yeah. to die. In it, it's, You have to try very hard to, uh, to you know, God mode is, is there specifically for people who don't want to have to slog through the, you know, the how difficult it gets. And I you know what I did with God broad- mode, Dennis? I never activated it because I like playing. I, I don't like hard games, but I like playing Hades when it's hard. I don't think that there is there is not a reason. Look, this is subjective, and this is not a, an all encompassing truth. There, I've never come across a reason for a video game to not have a hard, an easy mode or a story mode that has convinced me. Because if you like playing hard games, just play it on hard. You it, and uh, here's other people some some more nuanced questions that come in when I've talked about people like this. What about having achievements or content or other stuff locked behind harder difficulties? Perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. If the core gameplay is a- available with a, an easy mode or a story mode, I don't see there being an issue with achievements, trophies, cutscenes, items, all that other sort of stuff locked away behind harder difficulty. Because that's there's nothing wrong with that. I do. I like when games are transparent about it. When they'll say this is a this is a challenging difficulty. It is the intended difficulty the game was designed around. When you open up Halo, it's like easy, normal, heroic, legendary, right? And on heroic, it's like this is the way that Halo was meant to be played. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to go and just blast through people and feel like a god in a suit of armor, dude, you can play on easy. You what did we do, Dennis? When we played Halo, we played on Legendary. And then, right? uh, and then after a while, we played on Heroic. And then we went to Halo 2 and they didn't have infinite respawns. Like, okay, well, maybe we'll move down to Heroic. And we had a great time doing it, right? But for some people, if there weren't the option to play on easy, they just never would have experienced Halo. You want to know an interesting... I think I told you about this, about... Difficulty settings in Wait For It and Metal Gear Solid games. Ah, here we go. Go on. There's a bonus difficulty setting. Is it the? It's the one that unlocks when you've beaten a bunch of. Well, not not just that. There is very easy, easy, normal, hard. Yeah. Extreme. Yeah. And then there is a di- an extra difficulty setting based on what region you buy the game in. Okay. There is a European extreme. Which is harder than Japanese. Harder extreme. than extreme. There is no. There is extreme. Then yeah. there's European extreme. Okay, but that like the default Japanese extreme is yeah, the, is easier than European. Is easier extreme. than yeah, European extreme. Wow. And the reasoning there is that at the time, I'm not sure this is the case anymore. That now mm. we have a much more of a global global village type of world than we did in the early 2000s. Mm. Even then, though, um, that European and Western gamers of all play much more action and shooting games than Japanese gamers do. Yeah, more like JRPGs and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. They just didn't, like, the thinking for Konami was that they just didn't possess the tactile skills because they mm. didn't have the repetition of playing those kind of games. So they added an additional European difficulty, which I always thought was kind of cool. Yeah. More options. Better. In my view. <gasps> I don't, pee, pee, I, like, sometimes I just, consumers don't know what they want, dude. Okay, that's fine. Let them, let them figure it out for themselves, man. Let them, let them just, like... 
That's not a fun experience, though. Like, let's, let's say more options. Let's say you can alter your health, your damage output, enemy spawn rates, enemy health, and enemy damage output. All these Sometimes, are toggles yeah. and options. Sometimes it's fun to play through a game without... No, don't shake your head, Dennis. <sighs> Sometimes it is... Look, why do you think cheats exist in a game like GTA? That's what they're there. They're opt-in things. It's not that quite some- They're just goofy things for the most part. But that's, that's exactly what you're talking about. And if someone wants to go through and play with 10,000 hit points, every enemy has one hit point, who cares? Let them play the game the way that they want to play of it. Course, sure. And I think uh, getting these things unlocked out, because I think you want to deliver a curated experience. It I, is impossible. I, with, that, with that level of, with that level of granularity. Why are people so precious player? about this sort of stuff, man? You can offer them this curated experience with other opt-in way. Like, you don't have to railroad people into this being the one true experience. And the thing is, people don't have this. Like, Return of the Oberdeen is one of my favorite games of all time. I couldn't get through it without looking up hints online, right? Mm-hmm. So if people say, oh, cheapen the experience, you didn't get the re, you know, you didn't get exactly what Lucas Pope was one. It's like, well, maybe I didn't, but I love the game and I, I proselytize it to anyone who will listen. But your Eureka moment probably wasn't as sweet as it could have been. That, I, that, you know what? That Eureka moment may not have ever come because I would have given up in frustration. I've it's never true. played Dark Souls because it's too hard. You need safety valves, yeah. It's, it's a very it's play. a very difficult balance. Making a quote unquote difficult game is very difficult. But if you have a game like like it always comes back to Dark Souls because Dark Souls is supposed to be hard, right? And that's dying fine, is part of the game, yeah. right? That's fine. If you have a very clearly signposted on ramp to this game that is like this is how the developers envisage this game. This is how it is supposed to be played, right? But you can also play it like this if you want. I would. I mean, Dark Souls is a classic. It's one of those games that is always included in conversations. It's up there with, with games that people talk about as being, like, must-plays. I'm confident I'll never play it. The reason I don't like... For example, I quite liked Returnal. Returnal is a very hard game. Mm. The reason I don't like Dark Souls is not because it's hard, it's because it's obtuse. Sure, yeah. And, and uh, truthfully, I played Bloodborne, which is apparently even less obtuse, and I found that to be too obtuse. So I'm like, I don't... I'm not... I'm, yeah. not, I'm not in this. I Apparently, just, Demon Souls is okay, though. I might try that. I, I just, I utterly reject out of hand people who immediately claim that because a game is harder, it is better. Because it's not. It might be better for you, right? It might be better for you, someone who enjoys hard games. People are not always right about what they want. Genuinely. But, fine, man. If we let, if we let, if we let the global committee of Magic players decide how magic the gathering works there's a strong chance we'd wake up tomorrow with no lands in magic but this isn't oh man, you're missing that, and the that makes here. the game worse but no but you're missing the point dude because with magic you can play with no lands but you will have a worse time even if you don't think you did but you that's not the point the point is that the option is there you but you not- won't know you'll play magic but like oh i don't want to play with lands i play it with my my own made up rules oh this game sucks you're not gonna. Both people will not go. Oh, you know, I'll go back and try it the intended way. You don't think so? No. I, I, I at least, but I think at that point you've still got more people playing your game, right? And I, I don't think know if that's. Like, that, I think that is a much less, much less, much less longevity to it. I, I, okay. Well, I mean, look, I, I'm not. There's just opinions, obviously. Like neither of us is necessarily absolutely 100 percent correct. I mean, one of us is obviously. It doesn't matter who. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Pre- I, I'm not ordinarily precious about difficulty. I'm not like games are hard. They're supposed to be hard, and you're a baby if you don't play them on hard mode. That's mm, not what mm. I mean. Well, it's like when I was playing Legend. I was playing the Zelda um, Link to the Past, which yeah. is fine. 
but it's obtuse, man. It's and there are game. some there are some dungeons that are just obnoxiously hard. And there are people in my chat being like, "Yeah, this is this is real gaming. This is what games used to be like when it was good." It's like, shut up, man. Well, early games are early games are bizarre because early games it was really stupid. When home consoles first existed, the the like the philosophy behind game design was still based around arcade games, Arcades, which exist to yeah. get coins out of yeah, people. Yeah, to get coins out of people. Like the system of lives is so irrelevant these days. But it, it's not so much that. It's just more the, it's more the, 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 the hot, like the, what is it? The holier than thou attitude that people come in. like, well, this is what real gaming is meant to be like and all that sort of stuff. Look, I will admit, right? There is some stuff in modern game design, not even modern game design. You know, one of the most disappointing things about Skyrim was the waypoint system. You know, like I miss that in, in Morrowind. It's like, ah, search the mm. room for the book, right? You, oh, sorry. I, like there's there's a quest. What is it with Jabash's rare books or something? You've got to go and find some rare books. And it's like, I heard that this guy has a copy and it turns out that it's stashed in such and such a place. And you've got to use clues to find that. Whereas in Morrow, in, in Skyrim, it's like, ah, go and find this item. And there's like a little white arrow above the dresser that it's in. That's bad game design. That's too. But the thing is. Too handholding. If they give you an, that that should be available as an option for you to opt out of right i don't i'm not it saying can, the game it should be, be it easy. can be it can but i think people can be tempted to opt in if the options presented to them it, that would make them have a work experience it's their business man that's their business riley's libertarian video game utopia it is sure i'm not i, I don't agree i don't think more choice is always better well i think that in this case you lose very little and gain a lot by not, I think, not walling your game off to people. I mean, I we didn't even talk about accessibility, right? Like, accessibility is, is a whole of the kettle of fish. Where, neither of us. I mean, I have a, I have, I think, I think it is the most minor disability possible to have mm-hmm. in being colorblind, right? I mean, it's made games unplayable for you at times. There, I mean, I've, there, there are games that I, I, I tell you about this actually. This is a bit of a tangent here, but um, I started playing Mini Motorways. Did I tell you about this. You told me this, yeah. So Mini Motorways is a sequel to Mini Metro. Both of them fantastic games, right? Made by a New Zealand company called Dinosaur Polo Club. One of the things I really struggled with, with with Mini Metro, and it's this, they're not the only ones who are guilty of this, is that it's highly reliant on colors and also the colorblind mode is garbage. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like there are lots of colorblind people, but it's not a very high profile or very important disability. It mainly, it mainly affects men, right? And mm-hmm. I think I think white men as well more than, I'm not 100% sure of that. I know there are some- You would think um, it would be at the top of the disability. There, are some, the disability. <laughs> there are some ethnic groups that aren't as heavily- um, heavily affected by it i'm not 100 sure of that but i know that it, it, it almost like not exclusively but overwhelmingly affects men and uh uh it's it's not something that really is very important like it's still a disability and it, it, still not, gets but some, it's, it, it, it does not meaningfully impact your day-to-day life most not of the really time. like the, the the worst it's ever had is like mild embarrassment when i've misidentified a color or like whenever people are like oh how do you see traffic lights well Traffic lights tend to be like, if the top one's on, I won't go. Like if that's, the other cars yeah. are going, I'm going. Yeah, there's the other thing. There's clues and stuff, doesn't it, right? But uh, when uh, Mini Motorways came out, it was even worse, right? And they, they had color based because you have to match colors. And so it's a really good game. I recommend it pretty highly. And I was like, I want to love this game and I want to play this game. I want to enjoy this game. But I just I just can't, right? Because I'd put on co- So there were, let's say there were color, colors A, B, and C. Mm-hmm. And I can't tell apart B and C. So I put on colorblind mode, and now I can't tell apart A and B. Yeah, yeah. Right? You need, so, you need a blended colorblind mode. Ridiculous. So I, I messaged them on Twitter. I messaged them, and I said, hey, listen, this is a real problem. I love this game, and I, and I want to love it more, but it's it's almost unplayable in some cases. I have to guess, right? And they're like, we're so sorry. We'd love your feedback. 
please join this like te- like beta testing program PBE, where, yeah. where we can get your like on the on the builds that they put, they put out where we can get your feedback as a co- I'm like, th- like and I just said thank you for taking this seriously. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's a minor disability, but thank you for taking this seriously because I did feel shuttered out. And like me as a white male, I've not experienced Dennis very much oppression in my entire life. <laughs> And my very, very minor disability stood in the way of me playing a video game. So if you've got someone with a more serious disability, someone whose life is, you know, a, a daily battle against Someone with a dexterity issues, disability or yeah, a more like mo- severe like, vision, motor, yeah. a motor function disability or a... Mobility, whatever it is. Vision disability. I, yeah. I, I massively admire people who, like, still struggle through games like Dark Souls or actual games like that with... Like games that I struggle with my as, as with, with able, no roadblocks. Yeah, yeah able bodied. I can't do it. And there are people who are out there. You know, there are specialized controllers. There are all sorts of things like that. And I open up a game like The Last of Us. You know, and the first thing you see is all this accessibility stuff. And it's like we want you to play and enjoy this game. And you know, as someone who doesn't need very much accessibility, you know, in terms of just maybe color a decent colorblind mode, I, I was very impressed by that. Because they there want is, people clearly to play and enjoy that game. There is a website called Can I Play That? Yeah. That like cert- that puts together articles and things like that and does like reviews of different accessibility options in games and things like that, which mm-hmm. is cool. There, and there's tons of resources like that as well. Anyway, the bottom line is, from my perspective, look, and I know, and, and I know Dennis well enough to, to say that he, when with please, when you listen to the discussion that we've just had, that is not taking in accessibility issues because De- I know that De- like Dennis is. Oh opinions, yeah, no. Yeah, like I think, Dennis I saying, think- "Oh, f- d- developer of the vision." So like accessibility issues are another facet. Of Truthfully, this accessibility issue. issues destroy destroy this entire debate because yes, people should obviously. people should be allowed to play. Like I can. What <laughs> we're talking about, Dennis, is the style of banister used on a flight of stairs. Right when yes. you need a lift. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's yes. like that's the discussion we're talking about there. Oh, I don't like the carpet they used on these stairs. It's like, well, it's still a flight of stairs. Mm-hmm. We're not super qualified to talk about accessibility issues because neither of us have major disabilities. But at least recognizing the fact that that is, as as Dennis says, that that is a discussion that essentially, as you say, obliterates all the stuff that yeah, we're saying 100%. about these issues because it, it it takes it to a completely different level. I just want to make it clear that that isn't something that we don't care about, right? You know, and as someone who has been mildly affected by these issues i can tell you that obviously it, it does matter but obviously there are people who are how much anyway put an easy mode in put a story mode in put very clear signaling and signposting that the game is meant to be played in a certain way as far as i'm concerned that's fine dennis has a different opinion it's fine we're, we're allowed to disagree dennis dennis yeah. it's okay for you to be wrong about this mate you know what? I'll, mm, I'll take it all right yeah. i'll take it yeah. i'll take it Let's move on. I've got a question here from DC Rayner, longtime fan of, uh, of the stream. G'day, DC. He says, G'day, g'day, Sma. Love to see the change of direction and wish <laughs> you the best of luck to it. Oh, it sounds like... <laughs> now, unfortunately, I will... That sounds like, a, a, you know, the, the beginning of a breakup. DC has a question. How do you feel is the best way to go about getting into a new hobby, whether it's be finally taking the plunge into Warhammer 40K or decide to open a wood shop in your garage do you think months of careful research and practice purchasing methods or whack some nonsense together and start doing the thing immediately? What's the best way to go about it? It's a good uh, question. I think, as with all things, a little from column A and a little from column B. All there right. are hobbies that will be ruined for you if you try to dive into them totally blind. And there are hobbies that will be ruined for you if you try to prepare for them too much ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. You Like using something like the board game we talked about last week, Scythe, for example, or even like something like League of Legends, you need a little on ramping. Yeah, you definitely need a little hand holding, mm-hmm. but you don't need to be watching too like 
you there's an expression in Croatian I think I talked about before, Riley. You can only eat one loaf of bread a day. There, that is an expression in Croatian, which is demonstrably untrue. But the adage persists. I could eat two loaves of bread. <laughs> Easy. You, you don't know. You don't know my life. You don't know how much bread I like to eat. <laughs> You're not my dad. It's my dad that said this to me actually. Um, but no, the expression is no one ever learned a lesson by watching somebody else get whipped. Which yeah. is to say, there are mistakes you have to make for yourself. In the Absolutely. Yeah. And this isn't just, this isn't everything. This is relationship. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is not just in getting into the, the, the classic mistake that happen. you have to make is not getting back with your ex, right? Yes. Yeah. Because, like, everyone does it. You break up with your ex, you get back with them, you guys, oh, I broke up with this person for a reason. Yeah. No, this is not working. You, and you leave. But, like, then, you know, your brother does the same thing. You try to tell him. He's like, no, no, he, he has to go through it. Have you ever, have you ever done that? That that well, exact line that happened. That happened that everything you just said happened to you life. and Oliver. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Basically, exactly that happened. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, uh, I got back with an ex right after we broke up. This mm-hmm. is a pers- personal dentist time here. I mm-hmm. always feel weird sharing stories about personal life that involve other people, but I have to have ownership over at least half of the story, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not me. You're not gonna you're not gonna give the name and address. No, no, not gonna dox them. Uh, I had an ex and we broke up. Uh, they broke up. They broke up with me actually. Mm-hmm. And then um, a couple of days later, she came over. And was like, hey, I think I made a mistake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Classic, was, classic, classic. How old are you? Oh, like eighteen? No, twenty. Oh, a bit older. Okay. Yeah, maybe twenty-one, twenty-two, wow. something like Almost, that. Get to the range of old enough to know better, but all right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, because I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to break up. She didn't. I was like, okay, well, you know, that's fine. We can work on it. And take a mulligan. Um, yep. They take a mulligan. Yeah. And then a little smarter after dark here, we, we were going to get intimate yeah and i was like i don't think this feels oh. right i think we should wait you pulled out in a figurative Quite, sense. in a very literal sense no, yes. in a very figurative sense and also in a very literal oh in a literal sense, sense as well <laughs> okay all right all right uh, and I, was like, I think we should wait this doesn't feel right yeah yeah, yeah. like we're, we're both very emotional let's mm-hmm. just take some time and the next day she was like yeah i think i actually made a mistake last night not five days ago and i was like all right well i'm glad oh, okay. i okay <laughs> yeah 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 yep. and those are some of the things you just got to go through yourself so when you're starting a new hobby what like i think I, I would definitely err on the side of getting stuck in. Me too. Like if 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 it's a spectrum between months of research and practice purchasing methods or just whacking nonsense together getting stuck in, I think it's close. It's not 100% down that end, but it's still closer 70. to yeah. It's close to you, you want and and obviously as you said before, it depends on the thing. League it- yeah, maybe it's, it's also, a little closer to the preparation, you know? Well, league is definitely a separation. Like, and I think what I think an interesting way to think about this is when in the hobby you will have the most fun. Mm. I had the most fun I've had playing League of Legends maybe about three or four months ago okay. when I started feeling really comfortable with the game mm-hmm. and enjoying playing with my friends. And I felt like we were hitting a good groove and playing Clash and things like that. Yep. I had the most fun I've ever had playing Magic probably the third time I played Magic. <laughs> I think the, the most fun I ever had playing Magic was when I discovered the existence of LGSs yeah. and Gatherer. And how long ago was that? That was about a month after I started playing. Yeah, and how many games of Magic ago was that? Oh, tens of thousands. Millions. Yeah. So, like, the 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 closer the peak of the game is to the beginning, the mm. less you have to worry about preparation. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I still remember just, uh, when my friend PJ showed me uh, Worm Coil in. No, no, he didn't show me. He described it to me. He's like, right, so there's this six-mana 6-6, six, six, right? It splits into two, and when three. And yeah. when it dies, it makes two worms, and one has lifelink, one has death touch. And I'm like, that's not real. You, you're talking nonsense. That's not a real card. I There's remember no thinking way. Young Wolf was so good it had to have been a misprint. Yeah, because it dies and then it comes back. Comes back. Comes back bigger. No comes back bigger. How can you ever kill it? Yeah, ridiculous. Um, and that for me was, I, like, I remember going and ordering. 
because I had a Psychosis Crawler deck. So I bought every single card that I could find that had draw a card on it. Mm-hmm. So I was playing Brainstorm, not for the card selection, just because Psychosis Crawler it did It was three- a bolt. <laughs> it did three damage in Psychosis Crawler. Um, and that was the most fun I've had playing Magic. So there, DC, is, that's where you want, to, you want to just chuck in. So let, let's talk about four. Do you know much about Warhammer? I've played... Uh, here's the thing. I have an interesting experience with Warhammer. Okay. I've played two kinds of Warhammer in my life, neither of which were 40k, which is the most popular kind. Right. I played OG Fantasy Warhammer. Okay. I had some orcs and some goblins, and we played some... My, my friends and I played Lord of the Rings Warhammer. Oh, yeah. I hate playing Warhammer. All right. It is a boring, badly designed game. I actually Ooh. think it's changed a lot since then, because this was probably 15 years ago. Some strident criticism there. Games Workshop has changed a ton, just in how the company runs and things like that in that time. So Aren't they I'm super predatory. They used to. Be. I don't think. I don't think they are anymore. Maybe they've cl- cleaned up their act a little bit. All right. No. They, yeah, they've changed a lot in the last like five years. Okay. We good. should really have Kenobi on talk about this. He's the, he's our resident Warhammer expert. We should have Vince back on. Yeah. Well, we should. All right. I'll, we'll we'll, we'll, ask we'll him. get it right. back on. It's yeah, fine. Um, yeah. But like, I I loved collecting. I loved building. I loved painting them. Mm. I loved having them. Almost like you collect model planes. Yeah. You don't then battle them in a field, you know? No, but some like some people enjoy that about magic as well. Just like uh, having the... It depends like, on... So, do you know what's really funny? A big difference between you and I in the way that we consume video games. I like owning physical copies. And you just, I used you, to. And you download them. Because I like having the shelf. I used to like that. Yeah. But now the convenience is too big. Yeah. The fact that I booted up my PS5 and it had just all of my PS4 stuff on it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's pretty good. But I, I just like having the shelf, you know? I get anyway, it. Go on. Um, so, DC, it depends on what you're trying to get out of Warhammer. If you want to just dip your toe in and try to figure it out, buy something you think looks cool. And if that's in a year's good. time you spend, boss, you, you've decided to play a different army and you still have your 50 quid of models of the first one, who cares? Yeah, they're on your shelf, man. They look cool. It's fine. Yeah. If you want to play in tournaments, find an army whose mechanics you think are interesting and dip your toe in that. But as that's a, the extent. As much of like a sort of cowardly fence-sitting answer that it is, I think it comes back to what Dennis said to begin with. It is a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Whether it is Warhammer or Woodshop, right, you want to make some sense reasonably within... There's an additional modifier here, actually, that is very important. Okay. Because you mentioned Woodshop. Yeah. Prospensity for personal injury shifts things way to the research side. <laughs> okay. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> really thinking about that, but that is very true, yeah. If you're buying a hot no, but, glue gun but for I'm, either of these things... Research but I'm thinking war. more more in the sense of just like you said dipping your toe in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't have to. Because the other thing about it, if you get into a new hobby and you go and like you spend months researching it and then spend hundreds and then it's just like, oh, this kind of sucks. Right? Like that's bad. I have a friend of mine. Who- do a little bit by little bit. You know, do the research. Find what the minimal, not minimal, but like find what the reasonable opening purchases you can make are. You know, get into it that way. If it works, keep going. If it doesn't, you can pull out and, you know, what is it? Nothing risk, nothing gained. Nothing lost, nothing, nothing ventured, gained. N- nothing ventured, nothing gained. Nothing ventured, nothing You thought lost. the exact opposite of the I know, phrase I still, is true. I, I, you say you use the past tense there, Dennis, but Man. still feel like um, that. Go my on. friend, I'm going to pull a ride on that here. My friend, Alan Lynch, um, who I still talk to. <laughs> hey, Alan. How are you, mate? Only has one speed when it comes to getting into things. Which is, it is, very, is it very fast? Ninth gear or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So like, yeah. It, hey, well, I mean, that's obvious. It's not going to be slowly. Or he never does anything. Yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Alan, think, we're I'm trying. I'm <laughs> thinking about getting into eating breakfast. Ah, nah, 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 nah. Hey, Alan, hey, like this real story. Hey, Alan, we've been playing League of Legends. You should try it out. Yes. Okay. I bought a hundred dollars of Rye points. What do I do with it? 
We were like, nothing. Yeah, you don't need <laughs> it's that, It's just man. for cosmetics. Yep, yep, yep. So Alan, Alan in his first, like, one of his first games of League of Legends had the, like, $20 mythic level misfortune skin. Nice, yeah. <laughs> level two or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, that's. I would exercise yeah. a little more caution. That's probably overshooting the runway a little bit. Yes, there. for sure. Yep. So sorry, DC, that we can't give you a more. But no, no, I think that's helpful. Like it's a it's a spectrum, and you probably want to land about seventy percent of the way towards just doing the thing immediately. Do a little bit of research. Craig of Canada gets in touch here. Official and, envoy of the of, of the Empire of Canada. Yes, the, of, of our, our Kanakistani envoy Craig here, who says. And I really like the way that this question is asked as well because- No context given. Very, like if you just listen to it and you didn't know, if you didn't have a broader understanding of where this question is landing, it sounds very funny. I respect Pokemon who go into the jungle by not killing, uh, stealing any of their kills. I assume we're talking about Pokemon Unite here. Yes, I, I respect, hope so. <laughs> I respect Pokemon who go into the jungle by not stealing any of the kills. That is unless they attack one of the Pokemon in my lane on their way in. If they dare touch an APOM, I take a core fish from them. Am I the asshole? Hard to say. So what? So I'm going to give a little bit of context for the listeners here. So like in any MOBA or most MOBAs, I guess there is a, there is a jungle. And then the a jungler on one side goes in and fights all these neutral camps in the middle of the thing, these neutral Pokemon, mm-hmm. to get their experience and their levels. Yeah. There are also Pokemon in the top and bottom lane on the way, and they are there for the laners to fight on there the way like to the lane. There are like four level two, or the four like two point IPOMs that take you up to the last level tower. Three. And then there are five, there are two five point IPOMs and that lobster one in the middle as well. Um, and yes, if you've got your two they, top, the, like the two laners will get to the second tower at level three if they farm correctly. If they take their, their camps on the way. Yes. If the, if the jungler takes a camp, it means that the laners are now at a disadvantage. Yeah. Usually they have one level two, one level three. So the, one um, of them hasn't got their second move. So so your uh, Craig Canada's retribution there is to go into the jungle and take one of the jungler's camps as, you know, in a sort of, a sort of reparation. Cosmic justice. Yeah. yeah. You are not the asshole if they do that. And here's why. Go on. If they did it on purpose, which is to yeah. say they know what they're doing and they're just taking your far from you because they're being greedy, they deserve yeah. what they get. Like, Because in that case, they're not being a team player. They're not playing no. the game properly and they're, they're actually actively hindering the um, your, your, if your they, side. If they don't know that those are, quote unquote, your Pokemon yeah. to take and not theirs, they won't know that the, the, the that, corefish that belongs that corefish to them. belongs to them as well, yeah. <laughs> so actually, there's no real... There's no... Yeah, there's actually no way that the Craig real is the doing this. Is the enemy team because this pathing is much less efficient. Yeah. So unless you're playing it, and if you're playing at a high level, then that person should know not to take that apom. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think you're off scot free, Craig. This like, is incredible. We're, Pokemon. We should United- get into criminal defense, Dennis. <laughs> Pokemon United is much less punishing than League of Legends in a ton of ways. If so, if if the ADC came and took my red buff at the start of the game, which has happened accidentally occasionally. Oh, I've nearly done that time. because you're like, hey, can you come and help me with this thing? I'm like, sure, I'll kill it. <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's a, it's, you're like, stop, stop, is, stop, 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 stop. It is a disaster yeah. in League yeah. of Legends. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you end up in top lane at level two, it's fine. Like, you just have to, like, yeah, get a couple of hits on it and something you else. You'll out. get there. Yeah. But um, I'm enjoying, I'm still enjoying Pokemon Unite. Can I tell you this? It's got these daily quests, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like, play, play one game, win one game, play three games. And can I tell you? I do those three quests and I feel completely sated and then I stop playing. For, for a half hour or whatever? Yeah. It's just a game that I'm enjoying playing very casually. Grinding out a new Pokemon every now and again, just playing around a little bit. 
it's it gives me a short amount of fun and then i'm like oh, i'm sick of this i don't play another one it's good i'm really enjoying the way that i'm playing it because i don't often play like games like this you know kind of like your friend david lynch Alan, yeah. right david who's, lynch. who's david lynch the director yeah that's what, yeah you know your friend david lynch right how he like yeah. when he gets into a game because he's got all that he's got all that hollywood money Mm-hmm. He he gets into it so just hard, blows it off. Yeah, yeah exactly. Away. I I'm I'm enjoying taking um, Pokemon United at a, at a more, more measured pace. But Craig, I think is just actual in the clear with this one. I think you're good. That's amazing. I wasn't expecting. I think that. the only way they could be annoyed at you is they're they're they're, they're they, you got them catch twenty two. The only way they could be annoyed at you is if they admit that they they know enough to know what they did was wrong, and then they shouldn't have taken your iPom. Mm-hmm. An iPom for an iPom. Got to catch world, 22 them all. Makes the whole world underleveled. We've got one final question here, Dennis. Actually, do we have time for this? I don't know that we do. We don't have time I- for this question. All right. What we're going to do here, this is a, can I tell you? This is what's known in the business as a spicy meter ball. Mm-hmm. This it's one. A bi- it's a big cue. It's a big question. I actually want to devote the time that this that this question deserves. So tune in next week. Nice. For this big question. Next time on, the music plays, and then we show a bunch of clips that don't happen next week on the podcast. Exactly, because yeah, we haven't recorded it yet. But no, I, I was, I want, I do want to talk about this question. I do too. It's a, ser- it's actually a more serious question as well. Um, but I don't want to, div- I don't want to, just I, you, you want to cram it in the last time. In the last yeah, time, exactly. So instead, let's cram something else in the last ten minutes. What have you been playing, Dennis? What have I been playing? I'll, give, I'll, I'll buy you some time. I've been playing Hitman Two. It was on sale. I when Hitman Three came, I'm like, I want to play that game. Not on Steam, so immediately like mm. on Epic Games. Uh, no, okay. So then I was like, oh, maybe I can play some of the other ones. I I cannot I cannot fathom how we we're talking about choices before and how to, not all, all more options are good. Dennis, here mm. is a clear cut example of, an, of 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 why you're absolutely right about this. Right, you can buy Hitman One for I think about forty pounds, forty five pounds. Right. You mean the one they released in like 2017 or whatever? 2016, I think it was, or whatever, yeah. yeah. The, yeah Hitman, Hit, Hitman won the reboot, right? Yeah. You can buy Hitman 2 for around the same price, okay? Mm-hmm. Hitman 2 was on sale, 11 pounds. Snapped it off, right? Great game. Played at my, mate's Ross's, at my mate Ross's house. Love it, right? Picked it up. Beautiful. Opened it up. It's got the tutorial missions. And then it, you go to start and it's like, hey, you're about to start, you know, you're about to start reading the two towers without having read yep. Fellowship of the Ring. You should play these first. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay £45 pounds for like, when it's on sale, I'll get it. Calm down. Anyway, it's like, go visit here. I like, click here to go and get it, right? I click on the thing. Now it's £14. Pounds. Not on sale. Because you bought Hitman 2. Because I bought Hitman 2, I can buy That's the so Hitman good. 2 Legacy Gold Edition. That's so which, smart. Which then gives me the Hitman 1 episodes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You say it's smart. Can I tell you this? If I'd been like, I think I'm going to play Hitman 1. I, I, I think I want to get into Hitman. I'm going to buy the first one. Buy 45 pounds. Ah, great. I'll buy the second one. Another 45 pounds. Oh, I could have bought Hitman. It doesn't tell you. It's just on. So Hitman. So this is, this is where we're What platform did now. you buy this on? Steam. If you had Hitman 1, you would not have gotten the pop-up. No, but I would have, fig- I would have found it out later on, right? What, what is awful about this is that Hitman 1 is now DLC- for Hitman 2 at a third of the price. It's terrible. Nah, it's great. It's terrible, Dennis. Speaking as a marketing professional, this is premium. It's terrible. Because like, I like, you know, if Hitman 1 were £15, I would buy it. And then I would buy Hitman 2 for a similar price. Right? You I'll might pl- not buy Hitman 2. This, Riley, this way you, got, you bought both Hitman games. 
but I would probably like I'm probably going to buy the Legacy Gold stupid whatever edition because I want to play the whole the whole thing. It's not really for you. It's for people who bought Hitman Two because they watched a streamer play when it when it first came out. And now it's like you may as well buy Hitman One. Yep, that's fine. But like it is, it is so complicated. And co- oh, and do you know the other thing as well? You can buy all the levels individually. Oh yeah. So if you don't want, you can buy the Marrakesh level. You know, you can mm-hmm. buy the New Zealand level. Whatever. You can just buy one at a time. It's the most ridiculous. You should stream it. That's a good game to stream. Roller coaster, right? Of of software acquisition that I've ever seen. And now Hitman Three is like locked into a three a one year exclusivity deal with Epic Games. I assume mm-hmm. it'll come out on Steam. I don't know how I'm going to buy it when I when I do on what arcane like, loops. You'll have what to am I going to have to do? Like, do I get order? Do I send a money order? Do I fax a money order to IOI and they send me a floppy disk? I don't know. Right. I was not impressed. The game, it slaps, dude. It's so good. Yeah, I played I played Hitman 1. A friend of mine from years ago, Andrew Woodgate, uh, back in Australia, he loved Hitman. He played like the old you know, Blood Money Absolution, all that sort of stuff, right? And I always thought it was fun. I played a little bit. I was like, oh, I don't have the patience for this. What I really like about the new ones is they have really lent into the silliness. Mm-mm-mm. The old ones had a little bit of the silliness. Right? The clan mission and stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of, kind of, you know, they were a bit goofball. This one... It, it, you can play it seriously, but it's also got all these, you know, you get it dressed up in like a weird ostrich suit and feed someone poisoned meatballs. And it's just like, it's, I just, I like how, I really enjoy how silly it is. While, while everything is played straight, you know, you've got this gravelly voiced, uh, you know, serious as anything assassin and good work, Aiden 47, all that sort of stuff, right? But the stuff, the things that you do is very silly. It's great. Right. there's something I realize I have to talk about. Okay. Excellent. That's enough of Hitman Chat. Let's go. And ha- I have to reveal a secret about this episode to do it. Oh. All right. We are recording this episode immediately after recording the previous episode because I am on vacation next week. Dennis, as you listen to this, right, if you listen to this when it comes, as, as this episode is released, Dennis is relaxing in sunny Croatia. That's true. But, but. last night, Riley, have you heard of a video game called Abandoned? No. Get your flat cap, get your rifle. We're going down the rabbit hole, okay? Okay, all right, all right, here we go. Don't Google anything. Okay, I'm not Googling anything. I was about to, but no, no. I saw you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abandoned is an upcoming horror game. Okay, never mind. Thanks for listening, everyone. Spider River Return. All right. I said it was a rabbit hole. Now, a studio called Blue Box Studios, who have never made any games before. It is getting blog posts on PlayStation. This is Metal Gear Solid 6, man. I'm not falling for this. Hang on. PlayStation blog, all right. this stuff. Yep. Jeff Keighley follows them. Hideo Kojima follows yeah, them. Yeah, uh, that's. It's getting awesome. a special app on the store on the store or at Silent is, Hill. Yeah, that is just for releasing trailers and stuff, like that, which they would never do for just some rinkadink random indie. No, story. no, 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 no. Riley, I'm going to read to you some content from a mega thread called "Here are all the possible hints that Blue Box Studios is related to Hideo Kojima yeah. and Silent Hill." Yeah, of course. Yeah. So first of all. They said their game is called Abandoned, and then they said they didn't. They're like, the game is not called Abandoned. It actually begins with an S and ends with an L. And people are like, so it's a Silent Hill game. It is the cancelled... It is the cancelled, abandoned Silent Hill game. Yeah. Hideo Kojima has done this in the past. <laughs> yeah. Twice. Why Once did the they say it begins with an S and ends in an L? I don't know. That's too obvious. Why it's would not they Silent do that? Hill. It's not Silent Hill. It's too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so Hideo Kojima's done this twice before once in Metal Gear Solid 5 and once with PT PT was also made by 1778 Studios or whatever again fake yeah 
7780. Our game begins with a P and ends in a T. Ah, Paranormal Activitat. Yeah. Uh, Abandon revealed a short little teaser trailer on the PlayStation YouTube channel saying the game's coming out later this year. The composer of all the Silent Hill games said, oh, I'm working on a project I think people can be really excited about later this year. Kojima tweeted a book, some books he's been reading lately that were randomly, totally unrelated. That he tweeted apropos of nothing. We're like, here's some books I've been reading that featured the words Silent and Hill. Konami is saying they're coming, they're releasing Silent Hill merchandise in the store soon, okay. even though they haven't released a game in forever. Who was it that had the bust up with Konami? Or was it with Kojima? With, with Kojima, it was sorry. Who it was, was it Konami? The, who was it the bust the bust up with Kojima? It was Konami. Jeff Keighley follows, and Jeff Keighley is a close personal friend of Kojima's. Yep. The Twitter handle for Blue Box Game Studios is BB Games. BBs are a feature in Death Stranding. <laughs> Blue Box was founded right after um, PT happened. All this stuff, but Riley, the person who runs. Blue Box Studios is a man named Hassan Karaman. Okay. Okay. And this is the same nonsense with the, with Metal Gear Solid Five, right? There was a fake developer and everything. Yes. Yeah. I would like you. Come on, it goes so deep. It's great podcasting. Go on. Sorry, Hassan Karaman is the same initials as Hideo Kojima. If you put Karaman into Google Translate under Turkish and translate it into Japanese, it says. Kojima. Okay. Here's where it goes deep. Okay. Oh, oh, was, sorry. Are we not we haven't gone deep yet. Go to Blue Box's Twitter account. Okay. Twitter Blue Box Games. Blue Box Games Twitter. Yep. BB Game Studios. Can you please read their pinned tweets to me? Pin tweet. We wanted to set things straight. We have no relation with Konami. Silent Hill is owned by Konami. We don't have any relation with Hideo Kojima. It was never our intention to tease the name of Silent Hill. We sincerely apologize for this. People don't believe. Smokescreen. <laughs> Absolute smokescreen. Hassan Karaman has posted a video of him talking about being like, hello, my name is Hassan. I'm a real person. I am not a front radio because people are like, don't believe it. When you go to Blue Box Game Studios, right? Uh-huh. The you might like thing, like the... the yeah, who, Hideo who, Kojima, Hassan Karaman. Who you <laughs> should follow is Hideo Kojima. Look at, look at the pic, their banner, the yeah. Twitter banner with Abandoned. Abandoned, yeah. What do you see behind it? There's something there's like- There's a face. Yeah. There's some, is it a face? It's, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very out of focus oh, face. Oh, yeah, very out of focus face. But there's definitely some text that has been obscured But it also, with the a, face um, has an eye patch. A Gauss. All right, now you're reaching, dude. There's a Gaussian blur over the top of some text there. Anyway, their app was their app launched and the first that it was supposed to be last night. Yep. That's what, and it's. I'm assuming there'll so, be more news. So this next is week. why you're having to say this now. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Unforeseen technical difficulties. No update. No teaser. Yeah. Nothing. Eighteen hours ago. On? No, two hours ago. The delay is taking longer than expected. We're fully working on this. We thank you for your patience and we apologize. Another note: This studio is supposed to be in the Netherlands. Yeah. All of their tweets. Up, like up leading up to this yeah go out at 10 a.m tokyo time which is like three in the morning in the netherlands yep yep how deep does it go no one's falling for this well yeah i i'm worried that it is not it is just an indie studio who messed up and it is gonna ruin their lives why is it gonna ruin them everyone this, this is just free publicity man they're probably gonna sell way more copies exactly. of abandoned than they ever would have so there will be, like there will be people who like let's say it isn't and trailers come out gameplay video comes out developer walkthroughs come out for a game called abandoned that doesn't do any of these people will be like yeah but i bet when i buy it and download it on launch day it'll be silent hill yes. though <laughs> there'll be people who will be booting no no and it's not even that there'll be people who boot up the game 
play through the first level. I was like, yeah, but I'm going to go, th- like, I'll, I'll finish. Like, if I get this bit, it'll now, it'll be silent. You know, you start as, like, some first-person shooter or something. He's like, okay, yeah, but when I beat this boss, I'm going to open a door and I'm going to be on the silent hill, you know? Yep. Their teaser image for the game was a blurry door in exactly the same position and color and stuff as the door from the start of PT. It's either genius See, marketing or horrific ineptitude. I was going to say, right, with the pin tweet, they've covered it. They're, like they've covered their ass. They're like, look, we told you, man. We told you we got nothing to do with it, right? But if they're if they're leaning into it with stuff like this, they don't <gasps> mean to be. But I, maybe they don't. Are mean you to allowed be. to go and lie on the internet like that, though? But yeah, it's it is. I'm excited to see what happens here. Real time experience. Like, no, there, oh, there is. Yeah, no, sorry. Now I've got a different picture of the uh, of the thing. There definitely is an eye patch. Yeah, a person text with an eye patch. Yeah, there's definitely not, there's an eye patch on that thing. Yeah, and there's like there's hidden text as well. And there's some videos of Hassan being like, "Please believe me, I'm not a front for Hideo Kojima." Paid actors, mate. Wouldn't be, it, you know what? It wouldn't be the first time. Paid actors. No, no, because he he got someone else to do it, didn't he? To dress up as a kid. I was about to say Joachim Karad, but it's not Joe. <laughs> it's not Joachim Karad. It is. Um, is it Joachim Karad? Wait, the Joachim, Joachim Karad. Joachim is a an, an anagram of Kojima. Joachim. <gasps> oh, what? And Karad in like some you know proto uh, Indonesian Durak language or whatever. Yeah, is yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because I remember when you when you first talked about Joaquin Court, I remember where have I heard Joaquin before? And it's because yeah. the the Swedish developer who was supposed to be developing um, the fake Moby Dick game was called Joaquin Mogren. Yes, Hideo Kojima. Great, excellent. Well, we'll cl- well. Well, by the time the next episode comes out, I'm sure there'll be a little bit more clarity on this. Dennis. Yeah, or none. Who knows? Or none. Who knows? So next week, tune in for the big question, and also for uh, for Silent Hill chat, I guess. So thank you again to channelfireball.com. Please head over there to buy all of your cards using code SMAR. Thank you to Kojima Karud for providing the music shine at the top of the show. Absolutely. And stay fresh, cheese bags. I didn't say it last week. You didn't say it last week. So let's 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 get it. Let's give them two. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Stay fresh, cheese bags.